listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Fourth rule. Only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. say is team usa basketball better win by 100 that was embarrassing the other day playing I, iran tonight i'm gonna win by 100 playing anybody evan fournier is still out here and is giving the usa buckets and that's that's something that we can't allow to happen <laughs> jason tatum uh they got to trade celtics got to trade jason tatum you can't you can't be embarrassed like that immediately <laughs> Especially not mega-ass Boston fans. They are not going for Team USA's weakness. Oh, you can't, can't, even, can't even beat the French? Yeah, they want them <laughs> out of here. All right. Call, call me in Houston for the number two pick if you're listening to this. Uh, we can make something work for Jason Tatum. Thank you very much. Swag, yeah. swag, swag. We'll trade you a lightly used Eric Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Gordon, Daniel House. You you could even have John Wall. I'm feeling generous. All right. All right. I just tweeted that from I tweeted the YouTube link. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the One Take Podcast. Is this episode 75? We yeah. made it. Oh my God. Damn. We hear a we hear a puppy in the background. Sorry, there's a puppy sitting right here. He's pissed. Hey. <laughs> show show everybody the puppy. He is pissed. Bad radio. Show everyone it's the puppy. puppy time. Hey, <laughs> damn. With the gold chain. Let's That's go. It was good, bros. That's... This is Rocky, everybody. Rocky's in the building. Right now, he's in his little crate thing because I want a pod and I want him tearing up my fucking house. So he's mad. Speaking of, speaking of Rocky, uh, we're going to be doing a bro movie draft later in the podcast. Movies that bros, quote unquote, love. Uh, but Speaking of that, we're doing Fight Club, a movie that Tej hates. So, and I think Dex isn't like either. So it's not good. It's I'm not, well known for good. hating this film. Yet I'm excited can, to shit on this film. Yet you continue to watch it. I just watched it like last week. I I, I try so when I shit on movies and everybody likes them, I literally try to go see what people seeing it. I understand why people like it, but it, it's trash. It, but it, you've it, done this several times now, so this is on I've you. I've probably seen point. this movie six or seven times. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. 
If I didn't like a movie, like I'm not watching Joker, another reference that we're gonna have to talk about tonight. I would have rather watched Joker again. Oh, I've only no. seen Joker, but I've only seen Joker once, so I'm not saying the Joker is better. I would not say that. Somebody else on the pod might say that. I don't think I would say that. Yeah, I, I've only I seen might Joker say that. Once. I Dude, might say that. I despise Joker with a passion of a thousand suns, but there's a lot of similarities to this that I think we can get into. All right, let's get right into it. Fight Club came out in 1999, which just makes sense. Uh, is rated R. Has a, it is long. Holy crap, this is movie long. <laughs> Two hours and 19 minutes long. Has an 8.8 on IMDb. That's making that, too long. That's, making that's that, too long. Making this the number 11 rated movie of all time. I Get mean, the come fuck on. fuck out of I here. I mean, what are we doing, bros? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What are we really doing, guys? By users on I. I'm just saying, this is what the, peop- the people have spoken. Like, what are we doing, bros? 11? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a ton of white people on on imdb that that's who's leaving these reviews to be honest um oscar nominated for uh best effects sound effects editing so this movie was so loud oh my god has a 66 percent on metacritic or 66 on metacritic an insomniac office worker and a devil may care soap maker from an underground fight uh, form an underground fight club that evolves into much more Dun 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 is directed by uh David Fincher, one of his earlier works. Chuck, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name, Polinick. Um, wrote the novel, it was written for the screen by Jim Oles. It stars Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, and uh, Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, how, how did you make that decision that that's going to be? I don't, 1999 they could have gotten limp biscuit or somebody it wouldn't have made a difference meat i didn't i didn't know who meatloaf was i think i had known i knew the name meatloaf like as a musical act i had no idea what he looked like i didn't know he that was him in this movie until like last week i mean he's obviously in a fat suit but yes um yes. i did not know that that was guy was famous pretty large budget for a rated r movie uh 63 million dollars for a for a thing that not a lot of people for an IP that I don't think a lot of people knew or understood 63 million dollars only made 101 million I mean it made its money back in then some and I think this was big on VHS but it made 101 million dollars worldwide definitely one of those cold classic kind of thing yeah they got that budget because of Fincher coming off seven he was he was just hot and they were just like all right and uh, I think I heard on the uh, Rewatchables pod that he had had trouble with that same studio with one of his previous films. He didn't want to make the film with them. So when they approached him, he said, the only way I'm going to do this is if y'all spend real money on this thing, which is really like a, feels kind of like an indie cult classic movie. He was like, I need you to open up the budget for it. I want to spend a lot of money on this thing. And they did. So that's how the movie got made. Yeah. I mean, uh, David Fincher, notoriously meticulous and like, stuff with his films i mean this feels like a fincher film but it, it, big balls for a dude that literally just got his start making like paula abdul videos yep. you know <laughs> he did he did all those he did a bunch of music videos alien three which is objectively bad seven which was a huge hit the game which nobody remembers and then this and this is before panic room and you know, of, and Zodiac and everything else. He hasn't done that many films. 
He takes long breaks, man. Yeah. That's because he shoots every scene about 97 times. So he needs yeah, like a right. time. Like he he just is he he's he's he anal about everything. So it takes him a long time to make this shit. Mm-hmm. What's his most recent movie? Mank. Mank. Oh yeah, fuck it stinks. that movie. <laughs> so yeah, well, this movie's better than Mank. Um the, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh plus this is, you know, this is starring two of the you know, hot young actors of the time, 99, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt. Um, Edward Norton coming off of Primal Fear, and uh, you know they they were just they were just hot at this time, and nobody was hotter than Brad Pitt. So it's just two budding superstars. That's a double and, entendre because he looks. I mean, he's pretty hot in this film as well. Dude, he's so he's incredible. <laughs> he's incredible looking. Um, Undeniable facts. Yeah, he has a seventy nine percent on on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety six percent audience score. Solid acting, amazing direction, and elaborate production design make Fight Club a wild ride. That's it. That's the. They don't go any deeper into that, and that's probably as deep as you need to go. Um, ninety six audience score. Yep. Have, I'm telling you, have man. No people, women seen this film. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. How they get a ninety six percent? I'm telling you, people fucking love this movie. I'm women don't like this get movie. it, man. Women I'm, hate this movie. Well, enough men have seen it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't remember exactly what it was but i'm pretty sure this movie had one of the highest all-time splits between like men and women's review scores on imdb like this movie yeah. women fucking hate this movie <laughs> oh obviously you should you should hate it like this you're is a woman in the hose two hours of scaring the hose completely like this this is, is like playing this is like, like playing this. stan at a uh at a at a get together <laughs> <laughs> right, who played stan what did you tweet the other day is like somebody had a jerk somebody jerked the ipod out of somebody's hand because they were playing eminem <laughs> at a function <laughs> that's what this is no i i just think there's a lot to discuss with this movie mostly about and we talked about this before mostly about how people initially didn't get it and i don't think even i don't think even david fincher got it um <laughs> I will be upfront with you and say I still don't get it to this to this very day. I don't understand. Consumer is a man. No, let, man. let's just get let's just get this out of the way. This is at the high this is at the peak of like yuppie like Clinton era. Things are going well in 99. I gotta tell you that. Things are going pretty well in 99, except for like Y2K. People were freaking out about that. But we don't have to talk about that. This is the, right the Columbine. Yeah. Mm, well, we, mm, we don't have time about that either. Uh, we. <laughs> uh, this is at the peak. Of, this is at the peak of consumerism and everything else. And and people are making a lot of money. Like the internet boom's about to happen. Like there, or has already happened. There's just a lot going into this. And there's, I think that let's get this out of the way the whole thing was that the man wrote the book chuck polinick wrote the book as a critique of hyper masculinity obviously he wrote it as a critique of hyper masculinity of uh you know people going out of their way to try to make uh a place in this world for their masculinity when you really just don't have to you just need to be yourself and like that's fine and, and everything else. Of course, we all know this today. 
but I think this probably still carries the same weight today. And we can talk about that also. The So when this came out, and correct me if I'm wrong, people get in my mentions, correct me if I'm wrong. When this came out, I think what it did was the exact opposite effect of what they wanted to do. It'd be like, look how stupid all these men are. Look how dumb this hyper-masculinity is, how toxic this can be. And then they were just like, man, Fight Club would be fucking dope. Everybody you want to like, form a Pitt fight is club? Cool as fuck. I want to be the- like Brad Pitt. Fight clubs exploded across America. It, there's one of two things happened with Fight Club, and only one of them makes sense. Either A, Fincher and the gang and Edward Norton, who had a really big role in shaping this script and figuring out how they're going to present this movie, are just smarter than everybody, and everybody else is too stupid to understand the film, or they tried to make a comedy, it. but they, but it looks like a blockbuster movie and it looks like David Fincher, which he's amazing. He makes everything look cool. And he made it look so cool that people start to lose the satire. I think look, that's which what, is happened. what happened with Fight Club. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, there's there, it's it's hyper stylized. Brad Pitt is ripped and hot. Edward Norton is throwing himself around and being funny and like <laughs> things are exploding and they're beating the shit out of each other. And they're making these speeches about consumerism and not having a place in your in your world and not having agency <laughs> over your life. And so many people were like, "Yes, oh, I need it." <laughs> and I need okay, to my coworkers. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into my review. Like Go something, ahead. Yeah. something that you just said, like, is a part of the whole thing for me that just makes this movie just not good. So, I appreciate that there's you know room to debate. And, you know, things are open to interpretation. You can have your own interpretation of the film. I think it's good to have, you know, art that we can all consume and we can all come away with a different message from it, blah, blah, blah. That's great. Cool. If you think it's about the dangers of capitalism and consumerism, cool. If you think it's about how capitalism and fascism are the same thing and whatever, that's great. My problem with this movie is that whatever interpretation you have of the film, all of these men see a guy beating his own ass in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the street and they're like, you know what? I'm going to stand outside him. that dude's house for three days with no food or water. I'm just going to fucking stand here and do whatever the fuck he tells me to do. Like, none of that shit makes any fucking sense. Like, it makes no sense at all. It all completely falls apart. The twist, I'm sure it was really cool in 1999. Nobody knew it was coming. They just went and watched the movie in the theater and they were like, wow, there's no Tyler Durden. I didn't see that coming. Holy shit. Except for you do because he's in like, you see him in clips early on in the movie. There, are, You know how they do the cigarette burn gag? Yeah. There are cigarette burns of Tyler Durden spliced throughout like the first 30 minutes of this movie before you even see him. There's like three of them. Yeah, and then like going back through the film or whatever, knowing that that's about to happen, like you you'll hear lines of dialogue and you'll be like, oh yeah, this everybody's weirded out by this. This is not two people. This is one person. Everyone thinks it's really fucking weird. But like absent that like like shock factor of the twist or whatever, there's nothing in this movie that's like this makes sense. It's reasonable. Tyler Durden is beating his own ass in the middle of his office building, and that is something that's logical and reasonable and entertaining. He's throwing himself down flights of stairs, and nobody is, like, thrown off by this. We're just going to go blow up buildings on behalf of him. 
it just doesn't work for me, man. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's not good. It, I, no, it's a C plus. Had you seen it before? I've seen it before. I've seen it once before, and I knew the twist like before watching it, just because that's like a pop culture thing. Everybody knows the twist of Fight Club, even if they haven't seen the movie. So had I like gone in completely blind, maybe I would like it more. I watched it in college for the first time. And, yeah, yeah. And in college, I didn't like it that much either. But I was <laughs> like, okay, I can see why. I can see why people like it and all that, because like it, uh, parts of it are fun. Brad Pitt's really fun. The fight scenes are really fun. All that shit. Like the whole message about consumerism and capitalism and fascism and whatever, then all of that shit, all the incel shit that's in here, and like all of that shit just doesn't. Your dad didn't love you like that. Yeah. None of it holds up, man. <laughs> okay, we get it. Masculinity. They don't have balls. Okay. How many times are you going to tell us that these people don't have balls? We get it. They don't have fucking balls. Okay. Like, it just, I, no, it's enough. There <laughs> was. I think at the time, like, can I, I'm going to, I teach, I'm going to go. Uh, normally I'd let everybody else go and then I'd wrap it up. No, but go like, ahead. You can go. Now the, I'm, uh, you saw this in college for me and TG may have seen it in high school too. I, this was peak and it is for a lot of young white men. This is peak. Have you seen fight club when you're like 15? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It just, it happens. I don't know how it's like, just, you have an older brother or a cousin or somebody that you looked up to in high school. For me, it was like in theater. It was the theater nerds were like, you won't believe the twist in fight club. And yeah, when you're in high school, this is crazy. It's crazy. You hadn't seen anything like this because you're an idiot. You're dumb. You're just in high school. <laughs> like everyone in high school is stupid. Sorry. Like, I'm a 27 year old man. I'm smarter than everyone in high school right now. But like the, the thing with this, looking back on it now, the as somebody that's watched more movies, I'm not more culture, cultured or anything. I've just watched more shit. Is that <laughs> is that the the motifs and the illusions and everything else that they try to put in here don't work as well and are really ham-fisted into this movie once you start to kind of really see it and once like you said on rewatch which is what we do a lot on this podcast upon rewatch it does lose its shock value when you realize oh he's just burning his hand with lie like why <laughs> why is this happening why are we doing why is he doing this <laughs> yeah you know and it, and, it, and i think i think there are merits to this movie though don't get me wrong because we're going to spend a lot of time shitting on this movie so let me tell you some things that I think are good with the movie. I think Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are really good. Yeah. I think they're really good. I do. I think I think they're really good chemistry. I think they are an incredible, like whatever you want, not buddy cop, but like buddy duo. I think Brad Pitt uh, steals the show, obviously. And they knew that when they casted him too. And he's incredibly weird and crazy and like sexy and just it's weird it's a strange feeling you get watching that character and it feels like his I, was it 12 monkeys character where he's like crazy and everything else and he's great at playing unhinged edward norton i think was actually really funny and played really desperate well and i think his physicality in this and throwing himself around the the whole screen and everything else i think that was really funny 
I think some of the speeches, while while heavy, some of the speeches are noteworthy, especially for the time. Like, like yeah, in 1999, we weren't fighting. I mean, I, there was Desert Storm, but we weren't fighting. We, you know, we were coming out. We weren't fighting any wars. We weren't fighting. You know, a lot of people were making a lot of money, but there's also a lot of people consumed by consumerism and working their nine to five jobs. And, and I think for a lot of people that hadn't been discussed, like, Hey, it's okay to hate this shit that you're trapped in. You know what I mean? And I don't think that had been discussed as much as it is now because people will be on Twitter, like openly bashing whatever job that they have, like, like at like, man, fuck McDonald's while they're at McDonald's, you know, or like, yeah. you know, it just is, it's it's different now viewing it through a 2021 lens where everybody's like i'm good with bashing this job i don't need this fucking job whereas like in 1991 you know when you went to work you shut up but like and maybe that's not the case i'm kind of being generalizing here but i think some of those hold weight but i say all that to say oh and it looks good too it's a david fincher movie looks good and somebody pointed out to me that it paces it's long but it paces better than a two-hour and 20-minute movie has any right to be. Like, it goes pretty quickly. Now, it really goes off the rails in a bunch of places. Instead of, you know, the whole Project Mayhem storyline in the back half of the movie is just like, okay, this isn't what we signed up for in the very beginning at all. Because it's it just like... That shit is... Yeah, just a whiplash... And it it's just a whiplash of a film in the back half of the movie. I don't, I have problems with how he gets rid of Tyler Durden. Um, <laughs> I love I love Helena Bonham Carter, but the Marla character is kind of like, why does she keep coming back? I feel sorry for this poor woman this entire time. Like literally, do anything else. Yeah, do, do anything else. Yeah, the way they treat her in this film isn't very good by today's standards. Not great. And wasn't very uh, good by 99 standards either. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so yeah, but I think her performance is still good. So all that to say, I it's not as good. I liked it so much when I was younger, and now I'm old and jaded, and this movie kind of stinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it 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 I'll give it, I'll give it a I'll give it a C plus, actually. Uh I was gonna give it a B minus, but now that I think about it, there's I can poke too many holes in this movie. I, it's a C plus probably. Yeah. And like, to be clear, I don't, I'm not judging anybody that likes this movie. I'm not like you're all idiots who are just easily impressed and taking the wrong thing away from movies or whatever. Movies are supposed to be fun. It's all good. Like, I just don't like this movie. <laughs> My issue with this movie is more, well, partially with the fans. I, when I saw this movie, I was in middle school. I, I saw it in theaters. I was that nerdy ass middle school kid. I would go to the theater all the time and watch movies. I don't know. How, uh, I'm, I don't remember how I was getting rated on movie. I was. I think by this time I knew people at the movie theater, so I would just like <laughs> get in there and whatever. So I went to go see five. Fight <laughs> I went to go see Fight Club. I was in middle school, and I will admit that the first time I watched this film, I was just like, "This is stupid. This is white angst bullshit. I hate this." But I did not. I think I realized on some level it was satire, but I'm not sure. I I, I got the whole picture. I absolutely we, did not when I was in. That's the I don't problem. Think that I, did I, I didn't when I was in when, high school. When I subsequently watched it, probably when I was in college for the second time, I absolutely understood it. I was like, oh, okay, I got it. 
they're they're poking fun of these people and then stupid americans thought it was cool and that's kind of how it got ingratiated into culture but okay i understood it but i still just don't think it holds up if this movie is just about some uh, a dude who hates his life hates his job and starts a fight club and these people find themselves and they find some sense of humanity or some sense of feeling alive or feeling confident or feeling whatever you might feel if you live a kind of like a doldrum life and a ho-hum life and all of a sudden you start beating the crap out of each other in a basement i think i think on that level the movie kind of works it's everything else that doesn't work the political commentary is so clunky and bad the the consumerism stuff the fact that you're literally watching a terrorist group form out of just random white people who just happen to be hearing about these crazy ideals through the grapevine and all of a sudden now they're in a terrorist group performing uh, like beating people up and causing mischief in the streets it's just like it's like a it's just so clunky on the political side it has no real meat to it i understand why people like it yes brad pitt is great edward norton i love his performance in this he's just great those two dudes went crazy every fincher movie looks great but he already made a gritty crime drama or a crime movie that everybody should see and it's called zodiac but very few people have seen it outside of like film nerds but everybody who's seen it loves it it's great it did every single sorry to interrupt you every single venture film has that look of and feel of a film noir film and just every single one (laughs) like it's 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 crazy but uh this you know yeah kind of i i get where you're coming from it's it's like I, I think the political stuff is clunky. Obviously, the way that this film has been used, because I, I always see people give the examples of you know, alt-right people or certain people on the internet or bad groups of people have used certain ideologies that they think that they've espoused from this film or certain catchphrases or whatever, like associations with their movement with this film. And the film gets dinged for it, and rightfully so, but nobody ever dings The Matrix. And obviously, people are red-pilling and blue-pilling all over the internet and saying crazy shit. And we don't shit on the matrix because crazy people took this film and made it into something that it wasn't. So I understand that argument when people say people feel like that's the rub against Fight Club. But really, I just don't think it's that great of a film. It has nothing to do with the followers or the people that have taken it and done bad things or whatever the hell happened on the Internet with incels. It's not about that. It's more about as a film, when you sit down and watch it, the twist part just doesn't work like it literally just doesn't work. To know that he was doing this by himself all along makes every it brings every scene you've seen in the movie into question. Why would these people be doing this for a dude who's beating the shit out of himself in a parking lot? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you burning your own hand with lie? That doesn't make any sense. And I I guess on one hand, it's an interesting show of like, here's what it's like to like have a have like a psychological break or like a personality break. And you don't rec- recognize who is who. They it's play it off as like he hasn't slept, but it's like the dude obviously is like mentally disturbed. Like he needs help. Where, you know? We don't even, you don't ever get a sense of where these political ideologies come from. The only thing that we know about this guy is that he was buying a lot of shit from Ikea. He hated his life and hated his job. So obviously he has some disdain for capitalism, but literally that's the only thing that made him into a terrorist. It, it doesn't hold up. Like it doesn't make sense. We don't know enough about this character other than the fact that he's not sleeping and that's supposed to be the explanation for why we're watching this dude have a have a break and literally commit crimes. He's going to kill all these people. People have died because of this thing. And he's just like, oh, I didn't know that was me the whole time. It's like it just it just fundamentally doesn't work. And then when you rewatch it, you, you 
it is, I guess it could be cool to go see the little areas in which he's giving, he shows you, hey, there's something off here. They're, why do they have the same exact briefcase? You know, th that kind of thing. But it's like, it, I just don't think that the story itself works very well. It's just not a very compelling story. But shout out to Leo and Edward Norton. They went crazy. So I, get, I, I think I would give it a C. <laughs> it's Easter eggs, the film. Yeah. Basically, on rewatch, you're just looking for the Easter eggs. Yeah, I... I I vividly remember, because I don't think I had it spoiled for me. So I vividly remember being like, oh, wait, 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 what, 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 what? Because, and, and I think at first, when you first see this, all this stuff does hit, all this stuff does, like, but again, we're watching this through a, through a lens of about, you know, of 22 years and also multiple rewatches and multiple mm -hmm. dissections of this film. If this film came out today, I mean, it has Brad Pitt and Ed Norton, but like if this film came out today, I don't think it's dissected nearly as much as it was, as it has been, you know, I don't know. I maybe, do y'all think so? I, I just don't know. No way you can drop this film today. Absolutely no way. <laughs> they literally have a joke about, I haven't been fucked like this since I was in grade school. Like, yeah, no. That, that's not flying today, bro. <laughs> People Apparently, get away with crazy shit all the time, Tej. Apparently, <laughs> like at the festival premiere of this movie, like the director of whatever fest, like the person running whatever festival that was, walked out as soon as that line was said back in 99. <laughs> they heard that shit and they were like, nope, I'm good. I'm out of here. Yeah, that line's wild. I, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, Do you know what the line was before? Apparently that line was the substitute line. The, the way it was originally written, there was a different line and the studio said, you can't say that. And so Fincher said, I'll change the line, but only if you agree that you can't reject the next line I come up with. And that's how I got into the movie. I don't know I what the no original idea. line is. But the line was, I want to have your abortion. That was the line originally. Hey, you... And so they, the studio was just like, no. Very hot button issue. We can't no, do that. We're not doing that. <laughs> I don't know what flies more. I don't know which one's was. worse. Yeah, They're both pretty bad. They're both pretty bad. The um the thing with man, I, I just the, the the everybody talks about the twist and I and and I like I said I think it plays when you're younger or it plays when you see it for the first time. But yeah, I we keep harkening back to. <laughs> dude's throwing himself around a parking lot i'm gonna follow that guy it really brings into question the validity yeah. of all and obviously just all the dudes do it. all the dudes in the group are stupid like that's yeah, the just, whole kind of point like everybody do that, it anymore man it doesn't like once you like think about it a second time you're just like i no there's no fucking way this guy is throwing himself across the parking lot Dudes come outside and they're like, okay, we're going to follow that guy and we're going to beat the shit out of each other because he's beating the shit out of himself. No, it's not fucking happening. Yeah, I'm I don't like... My ass kicked on but your I, behalf. I think there's a better way that, like, you can do this eventually because I wouldn't be surprised if they remake this movie. I really wouldn't. Um, I, I think there's a way that you can do that where they, you know, they play it off as insomnia. But the guy's obviously having a mental break and, and suffering from like multiple personality disorder. And they don't delve into that really at all. They're just be like, I haven't sleep. Am I awake? Am I asleep? I haven't slept. What? 
I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden his mind splits in two. But they don't really show that. They just kind of show Tyler Durden as being this guy. And I guess that's why it works because it, it makes you think that, oh, Tyler Durden's this separate autonomous thing. But I don't know. I just think there's a different way that you can play with the mental health aspect of this eventually that is better than what they did back then. They're just like, oh, he's crazy. He hadn't slept. (laughs) They're obviously making the joke when you have the first montage, which is entirely too long, but still kind of funny. The whole montage of when he's going to these, uh, the meetings, he's going to the AA meetings and support groups. To, to like emote. Uh, and I'm like, not going to oh, lie. Emoting makes me able to sleep. You can tell they're poking fun of the fact that like this dude just needs a therapist, but he's like too yeah. like too masculine or like too too much of an idiot to go get therapy when really that's all he really needs. He doesn't really have to go to these support meetings and fake his life. He could just go to therapy. I am, I'm not going to lie. There was a joke thrown in there that I, I did morbidly laugh at when he's the only white guy in the sickle cell group. Oh, <laughs> I always noticed that. Yeah, I, I had never noticed that before where he's just like brain cancer, testicular cancer, Alcoholics Anonymous, sickle cell. And he's just like, he's just in the middle of a sickle cell group. You're like, okay. So I always I, noticed that. Yeah, I had never noticed that before. Um, I had completely forgotten that or like opening part of the movie like because I mean, it just ends up not mattering that much. So like watching it for the second time, I was like, oh yeah. But Marla's character also being a weirdo who goes to all of these meetings. Yeah, like that's just a weird. It's a weird choice. Why is this how they meet? Because they, they never met some other way. <laughs> they needed them to meet somehow. They needed two. They needed two broken characters to meet each other. But obviously, she's not. She's weird and and obviously has some troubling issues because she, in the course of this movie, tries to kill herself with antidepressants. But the. I, I, they needed two weirdo broken characters to meet each other. And I think to establish that she's weird enough to continue to come back to a dude yes. that is suffering from multiple personality disorder and like obviously not recognizing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Only because- a white man could b- blow up his own apartment. And then between the time that his apartment gets blown up, in the end of the movie, he's created a literal whole terrorist group before the cops are like, hey, just let's go arrest this guy. Like, he did something. He probably did this. They keep calling him like, sir, when you get around hey, to it, we would love to sit and talk to you. It's like, bro, if you think that this person committed a crime, go arrest him. Like, why is he on the streets? Why is he free? This man blew up an apartment and then <laughs> just went into like a shitty crumbling mansion. <laughs> went, into, <laughs> went into a crack den there just like, that guy's not guilty at all. Yeah, and, and everybody was just like, yeah, we'll hang out here with this guy. He seems cool. He gives us speeches about why Ikea is bad. Ugh, that, that, that house is disgusting. There's so many things in this nasty. film. There's so many nasty-ass things in this film that I'm just like, I... Uh, the, the part where... I mean, obviously, the part where, like, you know, there's water leaking into the house, all this stuff, and it's disgusting. The part where they get done fucking, which is a weird scene in and of itself, weird like filmmaking choice in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just like condoms in the toilet 
and all the blood in this movie obviously it's brutal but when brad pitt goes nuts and bleeds in that guy's like face and mouth yeah it was just (laughs) it's a crazy scene and it's i think it's really crazy and well done by pitt and you're like obviously affected by it because it's disgusting but it was one of those things where it's like oh yeah and i got questions his face beat in good yeah he he earned it Uh, i got (laughs) questions for what whatever his name is leo or whatever the fuck who owns that bar like where have you been bro lou where (laughs) Where have you been what have you been doing (laughs) a fucking terrorist organization is forming (laughs) in your bar over the course of several weeks probably months and you just showed up one day and were like hey this is weird and then got thrown up on and that was the end of it i do think that's funny that there was a funny line he goes who are you he's like boss says lou i'm fucking lou like that, <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah but it's like dude you got a gun start shooting <laughs> Bro, you really fell we fell asleep at the wheel there, bro. How are you gonna let a whole terrorist cell form underneath your own roof and not know nothing about it? That's crazy. A whole fucking terrorist organization. He ain't give a shit about that bar in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. You got other you got other been... I just the the biggest problem with the film is that once you know the twist, every decision that any character other than the narrator and Tyler Durden makes just doesn't make any fucking sense at that point. It's also, a, also another filmmaking choice. I hate that he's called the narrator. Uh, uh. Give him a name. I, well, his name is Jack because he keeps saying I am Jack's aging beard or whatever. All those the, the guy's name is Jack, but they don't really make that clear. Uh, but that his, the guy's name is Jack. Oh. He looks like a Jack. <laughs> I am, you know, Jack's bile duct, raging bile yeah. duct. I'm Jack's lack of complete surprise. No, I think that some of the quotes from this movie are like stuff that people do use and like out of context, but I do think some of the writing in this is actually good. Like the line, we're the middle children of history is actually kind of cool. There, there, the there's a couple bars in here. Like, the bars come from the book. That's straight from the book. Yeah. The, we've lost cabin pressure that. bar. That's that's dope. I, I fuck with that. That's yeah. a good way to announce your twist. Like I said, there's funny parts. There's a it, it, none of it's redeeming, but there are funny parts, well done parts of this movie, and I think a lot of it comes from the actors and how it's delivered and Fincher's way of doing it. But it's all all meshed together is put is not good because when people take this literally, it becomes like you said, Teach. There was Fight Club, Springer, like uh, Fight Club in Springfield, Missouri. Like oh shit, you know, <laughs> like it's it's just. It's just not good and it's not a good place to be where it's like the same discourse. And we talked about it earlier on Twitter. It's the same discourse that we had kind of with Joker where it's like, I don't know if y'all got it. And I don't know also if the filmmakers got it when they made it. (laughs) Like, I know what you were trying to go for. What happened was completely opposite of what happened. And you caused... Uh, people to like be afraid to go to the movie theater and i think that may happen that would have happened with this film in 2021 if fight club came out in 2021 i would have i would definitely go see it opening night but i would still be like somebody's gonna shoot up this movie theater like yeah (laughs) 
I, I think I'll, I'll give I'll give uh, Fight Club a little credit and say our relationship as a country and as people who live in the country to terrorism is just different after 9-11. So you yeah. have a whole plot of this film that's literally centered around terrorist group. And it's like, our, we're going to look at that very differently post 9-11 than we did pre 9-11. So it's just bad luck. Like that's just bad luck on the part of the filmmakers. And I think it, it really ranged through, which separates it from something like Joker where those assholes were well aware of exactly the political climate and they still made this film they still made people wait people like me who would usually be on there on night one wait three weeks to go see this film so i could be in there by myself because like i didn't want to get shot you like they knew the environment they were dropping that film and they still dropped it and it wasn't good enough to justify its own existence fight club didn't have that problem they they yeah. they they were it were clear clear skies it was supposed to do big numbers or whatever they wanted to do but looking back on it now it's just we just view these things differently true yeah i will say yeah that's very good point because you know the the political uh, climate surrounding joker was also one of those things that made it unbearable to me man i yes, couldn't me too oh, <laughs> unbearable and especially the way people picked up on it and just like, i love joker i don't think you should <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you're supposed to i don't think you're supposed to like this guy you like I, mm. yeah i also give this movie credit because like some of the philosophy of it or whatever is very obvious to us now because movies like fight club have existed my entire life so right you know like when this first came out in 1999 obviously like at the height of these issues that they're talking about or whatever like it was different but for us like yeah duh consumerism <laughs> is bad <laughs> starbucks is ruining the neighborhood and the nine to five is draining all of us of our lives okay like duh thanks welcome to ninth grade english class capitalism we've been there <laughs> yeah and then the movie like flips it around and like Tyler Durden slash the narrator is doing the same exact thing to these people or whatever. And I don't like something about that just doesn't work. Well, can me. we talk about, can we talk about the biggest plot thing in this movie is that they're like, if we just blow up the debt, the debt's not going to be there anymore. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> not dumbest fucking plan. How do we make the debt go away? We just blow it up. Like, we just blow it up. Blow up debt. Yeah. Perfect plan. And it's weird because that's, like, not a part of the, like, the problem at all. <laughs> no. Like, debt is they not They don't the even issue. really talk about debt or address debt. They just talk about consumerism. And all of a sudden, like, you're just like, oh, the final reveal is that they want to blow up debt. And you're like, wait, how did we get here? We didn't even talk about debt. Also, none of the characters are in debt. Debt doesn't even come up in the film until yeah, the last five debt minutes. Debt is not a thing. <laughs> They don't it's care like, about debt. They're living in a crack den. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'll be out of debt and then I can keep going back to Ikea? Like, no. Like, <laughs> this is not... Where did this come from? And also, this is not how debt works. I just don't get it, man. The very ending of this movie makes literally no sense to me. I mean, I think that... I think when he's starting to, like, really discover, like, what's happening, I think, is kind of good... And the final fight with like Tyler Durden is, is interesting. And it's funny. He's like, you're shooting a gun at 400 pounds of nitroglycerin. 
is and your imaginary friend. Yeah, it's your imaginary friend. I think that's actually kind of funny, but yeah. And then he's just like, all right, we're going to blow up across like five major cities. We're going to blow up these like trade buildings and credit card companies and just no more debt. We're going to go back to zero. It's going to inspire a nation. Whereas people would be like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, people people will remember that you had debt, but that's not it's not just going away. But also you'd be hunted down by the National Guard and murdered. Like you would be like, yeah. Yeah, and you walking around to all of these random white men across the country or whatever and being like you're sleepwalking through all of this basically is the plot yeah. of this movie you're sleepwalking through all of this and you're like when i'm awake and alert and i know who the fuck i am i'm gonna tell you not to do these things but i need you to blow up these 78 buildings across america on my and all of them are like cool 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 yeah, yeah i got you bro i'm sure. with it <laughs> he's apparently 100 sane and we're still think that you should are willing to we're still willing to follow you and you're a sane person but you just told us when the other version of you wakes up don't listen to him and they're like okay let's follow that guy's plan let's go let's do it he's apparently so magnetic and everything that 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 thousands of people follow this dude and the fbi hadn't caught on once <laughs> <laughs> Also, dude, very yeah, important to remember, as charismatic and everything as like Brad Pitt's performance is, the narrator doesn't look like Brad Pitt. He looks like Edward Norton, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a normal. He looks like a normal white guy. He doesn't look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> like I follow like, Brad Pitt. Yeah, if Brad Pitt was telling me all this. I'd be like, okay, maybe Edward Norton. Nah. I mean, your your abs are incredible, my guy. Uh, I may have to listen to you. What's your workout routine? <laughs> that is one thing that came out of this movie. I will say that I just I vividly remember is just everyone wanted to look like Brad Pitt. Yeah, and people still want to look like Brad Pitt to this day. Like you'll see people talk about how hot Brad Pitt is, and they'll use images from this movie. And mm -hmm. yeah, makes sense. You got the kind of abs that don't make any sense. It's just like the. It's just like a line in it's not it's just in i don't even know how to it's just it's crazy it, it, you know women don't even really care but it's like men are like how did you do that <laughs> but yeah it is it is yeah you don't look like brad pitt sorry bud yeah, you're, you're Edward and they now. try to like they try to like make his character uglier down the stretch like they chip his tooth and like shave his head and all that. And you're still just like, this is hot as shit. <laughs> this film ruined Edward Norton's career, apparently. Why? Because he was super duper involved in the making of this film. He wasn't just an actor. He was, him and Fincher were just hanging around shaping this movie. And he had a whole bunch of say in how this movie turned out. So people say that because he had that kind of role in this film, which did so well, well, it wasn't like a huge money thing, but obviously ended up doing really well and being really critically acclaimed. He wanted to have that kind of role in all the movies that he did. And so he was notoriously just hard to work with on set of all these movies that he did. What happened with the Hulk? Which is kind of Marta's career. It happened with the Hulk. It happened to a bunch of other movies. He's just like a difficult dude to work with. And 
Now he's also he's, has like OCD, I think, maybe a little bit, but like he, yeah, he's he is the <laughs> narrator. He's that he's actually that character. That's yeah, he's an interesting dude, but yeah, he's notoriously terrible to work with. Um, and uh, I mean, great actor, but also like, how are you gonna try to like ruin the Hulk movie? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> in a creative control of the Hulk movie, just do the Hulk movie. Hey, it worked out for the best. The fact that he was a dickhead. We all were able to forget about that movie and we got Funny Hulk and all was well. And it worked <laughs> out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Because he couldn't have been Funny Hulk. He would have been horrendous as Funny Hulk. We got Not Nerdy possible. Hulk. Yeah. Not possible. <laughs> um, yeah. I it, Beating the shit out of Jared Leto is just... Yeah. 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 Good. <laughs> Do it again. I'm going to run that one back. Um, <laughs> Those scenes really work. They just did a... Those apparently the people that were designing the fights and uh, the woman who was doing the makeup for the fight scenes and all the blood and shit was watching like UFC. But this is like early days of UFC where shit was basically like a 900 pound man yeah. versus like a, a 200. They were wearing like shoes in the dude. ring. Yeah, like it, she was watching the brutal days of the UFC to see what people looked like after they'd been in a fight to design the makeup and what Gerletto would look like when they beat him to a pulp and all that kind of shit. There was a there's a story my uncle tells of the early days of USC where they were coming back from Vegas one time and it was like they got on a plane and they saw these huge guys, just obviously steroids and all this stuff. And um yeah, the you know, bald head. No beard, nothing like that. But he had a dent in his forehead. It looked like somebody had dented in his forehead. And he heard him over talking and he said, man, next time I fight, I'm going to have to shave my chest hair because the guy grabbed a handful of my chest hair and beat the fuck out of me. <laughs> Jesus. No way. <laughs> Holy shit. Dented in his forehead. He just beat the hell out of it, like grabbed a handful of his chest hair and hit the shit out of him. Bro, yeah. I'm on serious for making that, letting that shit be legal. That shit was fucking barbaric, bro. I, the, watching that shit is not easy to do. That shit was literally... Yeah, all the old UFC way. fights are... I don't know how that shit, shit ever survived. Barbaric. I don't know how that evolved. I, they, they're just lucky. There's no way that it should have ever evolved and survived long enough to become something yeah, that... Yeah, Dana White's the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. That's crazy. And then, like, even modern day ufc fights it's like probably still shouldn't be doing this but it's fun though <laughs> somebody compared it to human cockfighting yeah it's really really fun it is <laughs> that is tough to watch you put two people in a cage and you're like go and people I are like snapping shit. their legs yeah and like everybody's like oh run it back replay run it so back. Run it back. I, will, I will never forget watching that man's like snap like that dude so <laughs> holy um, shit first kick of the fight just your leg is just gone <laughs> and then he like swung it back and tried to stand on it like he didn't uh, uh, uh. makes my back hurt oh man it sends shivers up my spine oh. the um I wish I had never seen that the uh I just uh, the one note that I really wanted to make clear is uh, that all these dudes would have stored in the Capitol. One thousand yes, percent. Big facts. But they would have <laughs> been successful. One Fight Club ends with them storming the Capitol. That's exactly how you end the film. They would have actually killed Mike Pence. If they 
<laughs> like these dudes were not fucking around. No, they weren't. They weren't there with like MAGA they hats or whatever. They would have actually killed Mike Pence. <laughs> this election is not going down. This is not being certified. <laughs> Angry Trump fans literally stormed the Capitol to kill the vice president. That shit. Had, like, that's not uh, something in a movie. That happened in real life. That happened. That happened fucking, in real. That's fucking, fucking crazy. We all just sat here watching it. <laughs> like, like, oh we, man, this shit's wild. We were at work on a fucking Wednesday, and these people were storming the Capitol, bro. Like, <laughs> and we were just sitting there like, watching like, They're TV. not. They're not really gonna like try to go in there, are they? They're not, all like, those people really. love Fight Club. All those insurrectionists, they love Fight Club. They love this place. Ah, damn. I might have to knock my score down to a D. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's but pretty yeah, much... This movie is fun, though. Like, a lot of really fun shit happens in this movie. But as a whole, yeah. As a whole, it's not like... You just can't, like, if you think about it literally at all, it falls <laughs> apart. <laughs> it falls apart immediately. And that's the problem, though, is that they want you to think about it, obviously. Yes. It's not a that turn your brain off movie. Yes. It's they not. want you to think about that shit, not realizing that it's much more fun if you just watch it and say, this looks pretty, this looks cool, and just turn your brain off. They want you to really think about that shit, and that's why it's trash. I highly recommend Seven or Zodiac if you're gonna... Y'all, please go watch Fincher Films. He's amazing. Don't watch Make. Don't watch Fight Club. Oh, man. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a, is a tough watch, though. <laughs> that one's tough. Those movies had no reason to be as good. Like he had no reason to make a movie that good based on that IP. No, it was just he's just amazing. Social Network, of course, is the goat. But you know, we've all Curious Case of Benjamin Button's boring as fuck. Okay, don't watch Benjamin Button either. Benjamin just... Button's boring as fuck. I don't know how you make a movie with David Venture and Brad Pitt that boring. That movie's boring. That shit stinks. He's gonna age, but like in reverse. And then, so this their relationship is gonna be real weird in like, in like two days. Mank is actually more boring than Benjamin Button. That's the crazy part. I don't know how he did it, but he made a more boring movie. I have no idea why Mank was made. <laughs> His dad wrote it. His dad wrote it years ago, and he just wanted to. Oh, we didn't. All right, dad, that shit don't this. slap, bro. <laughs> Mank is one of those movies that wouldn't exist if the Oscars didn't exist. Like, yes, exactly. Uh, nobody would have been like, we have to tell the story of Mankiewicz writing this movie. Like, no, we we didn't have to do that. We didn't. Nobody will be talking about that movie. Well, I mean, no one's talking about the movie now. No one will be talking about that movie in three years. We'll forget that it was ever made. Also, fuck Netflix for canceling Mindhunter after two seasons. That was Fincher. That wasn't Netflix. That wasn't Netflix? No, Fincher did it. He didn't want to do it anymore. What the hell, David? <laughs> All right. I'm very sad. That show is amazing. Show I would have watched good. 10 more seasons of that shit. Very, very good. Uh, also, uh, we don't talk about uh, the person that was in this show, but the first few seasons of House of Cards are very good. He's also True. responsible for that. Are they, though? Yes, they are. They are. They yeah, are. Well, they, well, they're good in a fun way. It's it's weird because Fincher doesn't really make fun like that but they're fun it's like a fun thing the first few seasons of that show are good if you can get around who's starring in them 
I was out on that show as soon as season two started, and he pushed the old girl in front of a train with his bare hands. <laughs> Wild, like, I'm good. crazy, crazy! Oh, in that show, I they're just, just like I ma- main character. That, that happened. A person running for president of the United States murdered someone, and no one like, <laughs> in cold blood. In cold blood, <laughs> got away with it, and they just never talked about it again. Yeah, the show went from Gossip Girl with a political twist to like just fucking batshit insane crazy town and apparently just kept getting crazier from there uh, like i'm i'm glad i checked out when i did i don't regret anything the most closeted like reference to kevin spacey being gay in that show too <laughs> it's just like hey maybe we'll, he'll fuck their bodyguard yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay weird yeah. moving on uh, we're gonna do uh, speaking of bros, we're, we're we're gonna do top four bro movies, meaning What's... the context meaning like, dude, bro, have you seen? So are we drafting the best movies that are bro movies? Or are we drafting the most bro movies? The most bro movies. The most. Okay. The most. Oh, that does change it. The most like, if you were. If you were if you were running into dude bros and they're like, oh bro, have you seen? If you were Roy Nogletree in the Fiji frat house back in the day. Hey, chill out. <laughs> no comment. Right. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get with... that we'll get that right after this ad break from Apollo Houston. All right, now go. Bet. Uh, we'll go me, Royden, and Teach because I think we did like the reverse last time. So, all right, what's your number one? I think, I think the number one choice is pretty obvious. Uh, Frat Bros were literally singing a song about this movie back in my college days. I'm gonna go with Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, Jordan Stop. Belfort. Talk about a movie that people didn't fucking get. <laughs> people did not understand that film at all. Talk about a movie that Scorsese and Leo made and I made it completely wrong because they were just like, <laughs> the coolest dude that's ever exists. I want to do Quaaludes. They made it completely wrong and completely right at the same time because yeah. that film... It's still sweat. good. It's great. But it's just like... It's it just made like, it wrong if they wanted anyone to take away the message because all people looked at was like, this looks cool as shit. This excess is incredible. <laughs> Margot Robbie's so fucking hot. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Oh my god! I, just bonk me or whatever. This uh, incredible, like, <laughs> like, uh, like, like elite, like one of the most elite. Like she'd never been in really anything before, though, too, and she just came out on screen on a ten, and everyone was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is yeah. that?" <laughs> Yeah, anyway, that's a great, that's incredible. That's a great pick. Um, I'm going to go with one that's kind of off the beaten path, but not really. Step Brothers? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. That's a good one. People, everyone that I played sports with in high school, that's all That's all comedy was. <laughs> I'm just quoting Step Brothers quotes to each other all day. That's all comedy was in like 2010. Like, Did you play my drum set? That's all also that an objectively amazing film. I want also, to also, yes. name a bad film. Yeah, I no, these can be good films, but I'm saying there is like a certain aura. That movie is so 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 bro. It's just one of those we're just literally sitting 
just quoting Step Brothers to each other for like 30 minutes at lunch. Like that with high school. Wait, we have to move out. You're selling the boat. We gotta go to therapy. What the what the fuck happened? <laughs> when he said, "Why are you sweating?" I was watching cops. That shit kills me every time. <laughs> I was watching cops. Yeah, but it was like dude, bro thing. You just sit around and you quote Step Brothers to each other. Yeah, we're sitting I haven't playing. had a carb in 10 years. <laughs> sitting playing boats and hoes in the locker oh, room after basketball love practice. That movie, man. Yep, absolutely. Love that movie. All right, I'm taking movies that are not good. My first choice is the Hangover series. Those films just don't hold up. They were never funny. We should have oh, the first Hangover is good. They, they didn't know it was not. They did more harm than they did good by making these films. Uh, Dude Bros loved it. They should have stopped making those films. Fuck those films. I hate them. Uh, the third movie is objectively one of the worst films that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I can't remember anything from the third movie. I know I've seen it, but it's, it's like... all Alan and it's so much. It's so much Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> yeah, fuck and that movie. My, what I think my second choice is going to be. Hmm. I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Which is an incredible piece of filmmaking. Everybody loves Remember the Titans. Solved racism. He, Dudes Bros loved that racism was solved in one uh, one hour and 30 minute film. Uh, it's just objectively great film. I don't care about the real life history. Don't talk to me about that shit. I don't care. <laughs> it's just a great film. I don't care about the real story. I just care about the story that I watched on TV. Denzel's so good in that fucking movie. Man, that film is just... I love Denzel, man. What a hero. Ryan Gosling, an absolute liability at cornerback is <laughs> one of the funniest memes of all time. <laughs> Dude's love it was a great 2008 meme, but like the the meme of women love Ryan Gosling, but forget he's an absolute liability at cornerback is <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with a film that I, I guarantee not a lot of people have seen, but I just I remember loving this film in eighth grade, and so I know that dude bros that never back down. Do y'all remember this film? What movie is this? Did it, it have is, like an Eminem soundtrack song? Probably. <laughs> it, it feels like one of those. It is the look it up. It's the UFC film back when UFC was peaking, and it was high schoolers fighting each other in a in cage matches, and actually Jamin Hounsou's in it. Um, but yeah, it's called Never Back Down. If you haven't seen it, oh, it's just peak two thousand eight. It's <laughs> oh peak 2008 tampa florida it's it's so much testosterone and everything but yeah look it up it is it is peak what we're talking about there's a sequel with michael j white in it called never back down Two: the beat down <laughs> i think there's like three of them actually but yeah but the first one's it's not good but it's objectively great All I'm right. looking at the cast of this movie right now. This is this is a lot. <laughs> Evan Evan Peters is in it. Amber Heard's in it. Amber Heard's in it. Also a lead. Crockett. Stephen Crowley. This is a lot, right? <laughs> Had that on Blu-ray. Had that shit on Blu-ray. But I do remember this movie existing, but I've never seen it. <laughs> it's bad, but awesome. Uh, okay. 
So let's see, what do I do here with my two picks? Um, so I'm gonna go with American Pie. Mm. Ah, good one. Dudes, dudes love quoting that entire fucking series. The one time at Bandcamp line was peak comedy when I was in high school. Um, one time at Bandcamp, I stuck. Everybody, everybody loves like the scene of that dude fucking a pie. I don't. It, is it is it good to this day? Probably not. But, you know, back in high school when I was trying to impress all of my dude friends with my movie knowledge and, you know, they all loved American Pie, I, I pretended to love American Pie and thought that dude fucking a pie was hilarious. Um, so American Pie. And then, Those movies absolutely do not hold up today. I, I wouldn't even try. I, no way. Nope. Next pick, I'm going to go with Top Gun. Hell yeah. Dudes literally like we're joining the armed forces because it's not <laughs> Dudes loves that movie so much that they That's signed away their movie. lives to the military. <laughs> Dude, dudes literally joining the air force and shit because Tom Cruise was just so fucking cool. And oh, we're going to be back in there for Top Gun Maverick. Like I- none of it ever happened. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The gayest film <laughs> that has ever been made. I still have not seen this film, but I'm going to watch it before Top Gun Maverick. So don't worry. Uh, oh, I'm going to be fully versed and ready to talk about both of these films when Top Gun Maverick comes up. Top Gun Maverick trailer. Yeah. I ahead. saw the trailer again for Top Gun Maverick yesterday when I went to the movies and I was like, I'm so fucking excited. This is going to be it. It is, it's going to be so, it's kind of going to be like when they kind of rebooted um, Mission Impossible from like the second one. You know what I mean? And they're just like, all right, we got to do something different here. Because the first one's obviously campy and silly and everything. They're flying planes and stuff, but it, it's way 80s camp. This one is just like, <laughs> I just, I crack up at Tom Cruise being like, Hey, if you're going to act in this film, you're going to get in a fucking plane. <laughs> like, he's the producer of the film. He's like, you're going to fly an actual plane. What? No, for real. Um, I, went and saw, I went and saw Snake Eyes and Dolby Vision last night. And so like, all the trailers and shit are like in like Dolby Vision or whatever. And that trailer is one of the loudest trailers I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yep. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. <laughs> I have to see it night one in Dolby because like of like the video and the sound and whatever, like all the sh- extra shit that they do. I am absolutely certain it's going to melt my face off. I'm so fucking hyped for Dark Matter. Is Snake Eyes uh, any good? It's fine. B minus. Alright. I was it's a I, it's I, a fast and the furious trailer, B minus. Every time I see that trailer, I'm like, I have no idea if that film's going to be good or not. No idea. If you care at all about the GI Joe lore or whatever, <laughs> stop doing stop doing that. Don't don't care about that. <laughs> Why would you but, do that to yourself? But yeah, apparently people who actually care about like the GI Joe films and GI Joe lore or whatever That's don't like stink. it very much. Yeah, I don't know. I was not I, into GI Joe as a kid because I'm, my parents are not white. So yeah, I, I never gave a fuck. My parents I, are not in the military. My parents are not about to give me no military toys 
That's not what I was on as a kid. I had one of the action figures. I threw it around like I threw it around the rest of my action figures. <laughs> I wasn't attached to it. <laughs> but yeah, I went and saw Snake Eyes and I was like, this is cool. Could have been better if there was like blood and like more violence and shit. But for what it is, it's fine. B minus. Uh, my third pick, I'm going to go with Rocky and specifically Rocky Four. One of the greatest films of all time. Uh, Stop Communism in its tracks. Dudes love that film. I love it's that film. Not, I, love, I love that film. Um, if I could change, you could change. We all could change. And like the, the communist Russia was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah rocky yeah they had that Incredible. fight in russia in russia and the dude ivan drago's taking steroids and doing the most advanced like uh, dot matrix computer work known to man on his body and uh rocky is literally lifting cinder blocks and running up snow-covered mountains and he beats the fuck out of him <laughs> Incredible. American, he literally won the Cold War with his hands. Yep. American Incredible exceptionalism. Performance. American exceptionalism. <laughs> All right, Teach, two picks. All right. Uh, I'm going with a pretty easy choice here for me. Also a great film. White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> White Man Can't Jump. Yeah, it's great. As they should. Incredible film. I'm going to get my gun. Kill all of y'all. <laughs> Shoot everybody in here. <laughs> Uh, and these films I don't think hold up anymore either. But bros also love, love, love Rush Hour, and I don't, I don't think that they age well. I haven't seen them in probably a decade. I don't think that they age well. There's how many black and Asian jokes did we really sit there and listen to for three of those films? I don't know why we did that. Rush Hour? It's not yes. possible that those movies are still good. They I, are. I haven't seen them in a long time. I, I gotta tell you, it's they are. Possible. They are. They are. One and two. Are, I watched them the other day. They're good. The third one's How bad. How many but... black and Asian jokes can you really sit through in two hours? How many can they fit into one film? Incredible when they're delivered by Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Incredible chemistry. They're on HBO Max. So I might have to like go back and watch them, but I feel like it's not possible. I love right. Chris Tucker, man. I love Chris Tucker. There's no way those films are still good, though. You're telling me otherwise. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to watch these films again. But I got to tell you, I'm skeptical. <laughs> you have every right to be, and I get it. But uh, the second one of those movies is my ultimate nostalgia play. I will watch that movie every single time it's on. Also, it's very, like, it, it is racist. But it is. <laughs> also, yeah. Oh, yes, it is very racist. <laughs> Also, yeah, okay, I agree. It is racist. <laughs> Chris Tucker's very racist in that movie. <laughs> Still a funny movie. Um, let's see. Uh, I gotta go with. I want to go with Rambo, but I don't think I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, Borat only because. God damn it! Yes. For, oh my fucking god! For yes. ten years, people were like. I'm a name of Borat, my wife. Like that. <laughs> Dudes haven't stopped doing that. We talked like that in my apartment for three years with my college roommates. We we did that yeah. shit for three years. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. the greatest film of all time. That is the funniest film you, of all time. Would you time. like make sex with me? Like that. It was just the whole. 
And I don't know a single woman who quotes that movie. No one. Me neither. One. It's all dudes. And every we laugh every single time. It, it's yeah, the ultimate bing, bro bing, movie. Bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a deleted single. I can one. quote that movie verbatim, bro. Like I've watched <laughs> that movie a hundred times. There is a deleted scene in that movie that I crack up every single time that we used to watch when we were inebriated. Uh, was when they would he went into a grocery store and he's just like what is this and it's just cheese and then the guy keeps going that's cheese and this it's cheese <laughs> also this cheese <laughs> what is this she, he goes all the way down the road does not stop and we continue to laugh is this a piece of paper no that's cheese <laughs> the entire if you haven't seen it, go look at it. I don't know how you keep from laughing if you're Sasha Baron Cohen. It's, I don't know. Anyway, Dex, final pick. Much respect to Sasha Baron Cohen, the God. Love that man. Eh. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go with just a typical frat bro movie. Kind of underwhelming last pick. I'm going to go with Project X. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Exactly. No, that's the exact same kind of thought I had when when making this uh draft. I I don't think people like younger than me and Royden really understand what Project X did. Mm. People our age were throwing real Project X parties and people fucking died. Like, yeah. <laughs> people literally <laughs> lost their lives. Went to prison. People went, went to, to big jail. People went to jail. People died. Like people who should be 27, 28 years old right now, like living in an apartment, going to a nine to five, are dead. Are in the Forever Box party. I've never seen this film. What what is a Project X party? Why are people dying? It was it was I think it was uh the guy that made the hangover was the producer of it. And it, it basically was this nerd and they throw in it. All it is, is just a huge party movie and they throw this party, but it's like the biggest, they just basically put the biggest party on screen possible. And it was just like Steve Aoki songs and just the height of the, like the, of, of dudes doing MDMA and just all this stuff, you know, and it's just Miles Teller's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just it's just the height of like online spreading the word of like parties and everything, and there's this party gets out of hand, and it and it's just this huge party, and for some reason it was a hit, and people were like, "I'm gonna throw a Project X party," except you can't because you'll go to jail. Yeah, well, why like, will you go to jail? Like that's what I don't get. What? Because they're all like, te- they're all teenagers throwing these huge ragers full of alcohol with other teenagers oh, oh. and they were like they were like destroyed there was a dude i think in australia maybe that like got in big trouble for this because he was like renting out or like going to these abandoned houses and throwing these huge huge you can look it up throwing these huge parties and it just it was basically like they would trash these mega houses and it was yeah just they it was just a bunch of kids across the country trying to throw the biggest parties possible Whereas like normally you'd get like a big party or a kickback or something like that, where they were trying to throw like huge, like block parties. You know what I mean? Wow. 
Yeah. And they're trying to get every fucking high school kid in the city high and drunk at the same time. (laughs) Everybody's trying to have sex. And so that leads to fights and fights leads to shootings in America. So just, just all bad things. But that pursuit of happiness song slaps though. The, the soundtrack is amazing to this day. Like Tyler the Pusha T and Tyler the Creator on the soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. the Steve Aoki song. Like that Heads Will Roll remix that everyone still loves to this day is on there. The movie slaps, but that Heads Will Roll remix is still very fire. Dudes loved that movie. Tried to emulate it. It got way too real. It it was a weird time in America. People won't made understand. So much money. It's one of those things that like we'll look back on in a few years and people like oh won't believe God. us that that happened. <laughs> like like the remember the clown shit in like 2016 or Yeah, like? yes, yes. Like nobody's going to be like, yeah, that makes sense that's a real thing that happened. Everyone's going to be like what the fuck are you talking about? Clowns were terrorizing local neighborhoods. Get the fuck out of here, dad. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's what Project X parties are going to be. They're going to be was- the forest clowns. <laughs> Movie was twelve million dollar budget, and that was the other thing too. It was like it cried. It was one of the found footage movies too. T, do you know what I'm talking about? Where oh, it got was, it, got it. Yeah, where it was like Chronicle or whatever. It was like the height of that, and it was the height of found footage thing. So they was like, this was like a real party when obviously it, it just wasn't, and um, it was a twelve million dollar budget made a hundred and two million dollars worldwide Jesus <laughs> movie was a smash hit rated r comedy and it really wasn't even that big of a comedy it was just kids party it was just dumb shit happening <laughs> yeah and they showed like people jumping off like riding bikes off into pools and like jumping like into bounce houses and stuff it was jumping off roofs into bounce houses and stuff it was just a unbelievably reckless movie <laughs> and the end of the movie is like all they this crazy set shit happens. neighborhood on fire yeah all, they set the neighborhood on fire like all this crazy shit happens and then they just go back to school the next day and everybody was like that was tight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so They're, everyone they was like their, okay they, they crash his dad's like mercedes into a pool and his dad was like was there really like 500 people here <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, and everything. No cool. one, no one learns anything morally from this movie at all. No consequences for any fucking thing. So wow. obviously, everybody in real life was like, "Yeah, we yeah, can do, let's that. do that. Nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> Nothing will happen to us." And the, stuff happened. Uh, uh, Renee Rodriguez from the Miami Herald gave this movie one hundred on Metacritic. You might think he's the only person because this shit has like a 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not good. All right. Anyway, that has been a One Take Podcast. Uh, You can find us all on uh, every social media at the number one take pod. You can find us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all the good things that you listen to your podcasts on, on your cellular device. You can find us there. Dex, where can they find the dopest use of merch? Apollo Media. Check us out. Follow at Apollo HOU on Twitter. Go to ApolloHOU.com and you can see all the new merch that we're dropping. You can buy a One Take Podcast shirt if you're so inclined. And if anything is too expensive for you, you can use promo code One Take Pod, O N E T A K E P O D, and get 10% off because, you know, we care about you. We want you to have nice things. Some would say, we love you. 
No. <laughs> what else are we doing though? Hashtag support for a few. Y'all see the movement. Y'all know what's going down. If you haven't seen Black Widow, get your life together. Pay Disney your thirty dollars, or go see it in the theater. Get more for your money. Yeah. And then when Don't Worry Darling comes out later this year, early next year, who knows? Go see that shit. It's gonna be dope. She's gonna be asking for it. Book it. You know the fucking vibes. All right, we're out. That- You know about dreaming, dreaming, you really